Jade Rawlings is with us, Wayne, a man who had such a wonderful career at, uh, at AFL level, has been involved in AFL coaching, but he's back in the SANFL, coach of Norwood. He's also the South Australian state coach, and he joins us now here on Sports Breakfast. Jade, good morning. Morning, fellas. How's it going? Yeah, we're very well, thank you. We're looking forward to this state game tomorrow. It's always been a good rivalry between South Australia and Western Australia. How much are you looking forward to it? Yeah, we're pretty excited about the opportunity. It's been exposed to the game last year. So being through the, the support staff of the coaching group under Jade Sheedy was just good understanding of how both states approach it. And, yeah, it's genuine. With the best of the best wanting to play, from certainly from South Australia's end, and what I can gather, same at your end, with the players striving to play rather than being convinced to play. So that always lends itself to a really healthy contest and yeah, to be able to play that late oval it's not a great time slot but it's a great venue obviously and a great opportunity for both states to put their best foot forward. Is there a disappointment Jade that the game's at 10 past 3 in Adelaide tomorrow and that it mightn't have the the exposure that it would if it was on a, a Saturday afternoon at Norwood Oval or one of these other great venues in Adelaide? Yeah, on the surface it's not an ideal time from a crowd perspective but uh, to be able to be on the Adelaide Oval and, and precede an AFL game is probably what the both states have tried to commit to, which is the positive. So it has been spoken about whether you play at one of the suburban grounds on a Saturday on a non-SNFL weekend, whether it would draw a crowd and you possibly argue yes, but I think the positive is that both states are playing and it's at a great venue, so uh, hopefully it doesn't have any effect on the approach from either playing ground. Uh, Jade, you mentioned the players are really keen to play. Any injury issues that you've uh, had leading into it? Yeah, we had a couple. We've given it six weeks into our season, no doubt similar to yours, that you've got a couple of people just carrying a few things to get through. So yeah, we had one player that definitely would have been picked uh, from North Adelaide that won't play. And we actually had a suspension on the weekend from a player from Sturt who would most likely have played as well. So... Um, circumstantial things that occur, but uh, we did feel as though our squad depth was quite strong. So they were once they're not available, you move on to the next thing quite quickly. And what about Harry Boyd? He's um, he's had an incredible year in the ruck. He's going to lead the the ruck for the state team, and coming off uh, a remarkable year last year as well. What can you tell us about him? Uh, Harry Boyd came over to us in 2021 from uh, Shepparton. He played a little bit at Werribee in the VFL. Came over. As a tall back, probably was what he was doing at BFL. Started with us as a tall forward and then worked his way into becoming our ruck. And yeah, he's become the state ruck last year and this year. So uh, he's an outstanding competitor and uh, top, quality, top quality person. And yeah, he and the guy called Mitch Harvey from North Adelaide will share the ruck tomorrow. And we also have uh, Liam McBean and Colin Ballenden, who are both 200 centimetres, who are primarily key forwards, but generally believe in the ruck in their clubs as well. So we've got options to support Harry. Uh, so, yeah, Big Jones was a pretty pivotal player for you guys last year, which I'm sure is not playing. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of rucks, so we're pretty keen to make sure that we're well represented in that area of the ground. Midfield is always important, but it looks as though you've got some uh, yeah, pretty formidable players in there in Mitch Hardy, Brett Turner and, and Tom Lewis. Yeah, those guys, and, and probably Joey Sinor is the other one as well. So Sinor has been 100-game player at the Eagles, uh, terrific competitor, uh, very popular amongst the playing group. Hardy's had the breakout year at Eagles, and uh, Lewis is probably the spirit barometer for his club's dirt, and also uh, from a South Australian perspective, he's tough, and yeah, he plays the game the way he wanted to be played, and uh, 
yeah, we've got a guy called Matty Allen who's also been at West Coast. You guys are probably familiar with. He uh, is a winger and also does some time inside. So, and Jimmy Rowe, who's come to back to their NFL after a time at Crows, has been a really good midfielder forward. So the, our midfield does have uh, quite a number of options. Uh, yeah, it's just be trying to get the right mix on the run throughout the day. Is Sino been named your captain? Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah, he's he was uh, representative of the team last year and was really popular and. Uh, yeah, everyone follows him with how he approaches his footy and he's captain of his club this year, the Eagles. So that was, uh, yeah, we feel as though he's just launched into that role and it was appropriate for him to be named captain of our state. Voice of Jade Rawlings with us on Sport FM, coach at the South Australian State Setup. He's also a premiership coach at Norwood on top of his AFL career with Hawthorne, the Western Bulldogs and North Melbourne. Uh, Jade, um, what's happening at Norwood this year? At your bottom of the ladder after six rounds of football. Has it been injuries? Can we, can we call it a premiership hangover? I'm sure there's a, a reason for why it's been such a tough start. Yeah, I think when you're on the bottom of the ladder after a premiership, that people are going to lean, lean into calling a premiership hangover. There's a lot of little elements that have probably always I felt were going to be slow starters, probably not as slow as this. So, uh, yeah, we've had people that were carrying a lot of... Um, Going a lot of stress and duress throughout final series last year, which was only going to end one way, which was most likely surgery or long-term layoff from training. So we had a number of players that weren't able to complete a proper pre-season or a footy pre-season, if you like, without doing contact or limited in their training. And, yeah, then we've had a pretty ordinary run with injuries this year. So they have small parts to it, but the other thing, we just haven't got our game going. So it's, uh, we feel our best is ahead of us. And, uh, yeah, it's not an ideal start at, at all, but certainly more interested in what we're doing now and, and to move forward so that when we play the Crows first game after this state game that we're ready to roll to keep progressing in our season. The Sandful Waffle always been strong, plenty of support. Obviously the AFL teams come in have, have made an effect, but what what is the health of Sandful football and the competition like at the moment? Incredibly strong. When I moved to South Australia for the 2021 season, a lot of it, I knew it was strong, but it, when you haven't seen it you don't know the players you can't accurately assess the quality of the comp but once it probably took me six to eight weeks in my first year to realize how strong it was and the depth that each club had and and then that's only increased so there's been a number of ex-AFL players and Victorians who have been prepared to move over and uh, New South Wales and Sydney Academy boys uh, tend to start migrating to South Australia and the, the regional Tasmanian crews are starting to drift over as well so it's added to the comp, and uh, each year it's, the bar's been risen. So we're, we're a pretty healthy state in relation to the quality of footy and the depth of play within each club. Jade, there's been a lot of talk around, over here anyway, about the viability of state football moving forward and whether it remains a possibility to play these games year in, year out. You've played for the Hayden Button Cup every year, apart from the COVID year of 2020 since 2019. Do you think that the state competitions and this game has a long-term future or are you concerned about it? I think we've all got a really strong responsibility to keep carrying the baton and representing this game as strongly as we can and whilst we've got a, a vibrant playing group and a really high level of enthusiasm to want to play then from coaching and administration and from commission levels at both states we've got a responsibility to keep this going because the two states have invested wisely and um, and genuinely in this over the last few years, and so now it becomes a proper fixture. And I looked at the photo last year, guys, of the South Australian team and Josh Carmichael, Jai Menzi, and uh, one other that's going to be at the moment that got drafted 
from the, the stake or was part of that game last year. Zane Williams is the other one who went to Geelong. So there's three players who got exposed to state footy and then onwards to play senior AFL list. So, yeah, I, I'm a huge uh, advocate for it. I've got a passion for it being a Tasmanian that's uh, representing his state is what mean, means what to a lot of people. So to be able to be part of the South Australian program and, yeah, be a put in this position of responsibility then I think yeah we've got to make sure that this is run the right way as a program promoted the right way and the only thing I would probably push is make sure we get in the right time spot for exposure J-Dub you mentioned there you're a Tasmanian born you're a Tasmanian native and it's been a big few weeks hasn't it for Tasmania winning their own AFL licence and then all this talk around the stadium are you concerned now with the stories of the last week regarding the, the viability of building the stadium and the push from the opposition leader to have it not built yeah, it's, you go from an incredible high to how much work has been put in by a lot of people that's gone unrecognised to that really fulfilling moment of being granted a licence. And then within a week, you don't have the state united in relation to the uh, the stadium being built to then in turn have a team. So it's, it's concerning, but my gut tells me that the powers to be who are in the know wouldn't have allowed it to get to this point of granting a licence unless they knew it was going to get through. So... I have faith and confidence that from a state government and also AFL perspective that nothing will get in the way. Brady, um, how much scouting can you do of... Uh, sorry, Jade. How much can you do as far... <laughs> that, that's a bad faux pas. I've got the bigger... Yes. Longer neck. Uh, apologies. Uh, I've seen Brady around <laughs> over here in the west of recent times. That's that's a bad era for me. Hey, uh, how much how much scouting can you do of the waffle and, and looking at these players as you prepare for the state game? Yeah, limited. I've um, got awareness of the team that played last year. The team got announced 24 hours ago. There's familiarity with quite a number of names and their impact they had last year. So I think, to be completely frank, that these type of games, the awareness of Oppo is probably that. It's awareness. And then try and manage things on the run. Uh, you're really putting most of the time. We put all our eyeballs onto our own competition to make sure we selected the most informed, appropriate squad. We tried to go for positional expertise as much as we could and uh, yeah, tomorrow we'll certainly have to be aware of that Schumacher was a good player last year. Um, so we, well, I know Kitchen played well last year. Sorry he's not in this year. Brayshaw will play well. So there's guys that we're familiar with that have a fair idea of how they go about it. So uh, part of our job on the, on the day as a coaching group would have awareness as to is there impact that's impacting from an individual, it's impacting us, but there's no doubt most of the percentage time goes into yourself and your own team. Jade, lastly, off the top, I mentioned your involvement with uh, with Richmond as a caretaker coach and time in the AFL system. You were most recently at uh, at Melbourne. Do you have any ambitions to get back into the AFL system as a coach? I'm not driven by it the way I used to be. Uh, yeah, I was pretty fortunate. I was twenty, I think it was twenty eight years in the system from seventeen years of age uh, between playing and coaching, and yeah. Loved every part of it, probably not one little bit towards the end, but uh, I love what I do now and I've got a mindset that if something presented itself that was almost a job you couldn't refuse, then I think it's negligent not to be open to those opportunities, but that, I don't do this for those opportunities. So, so yeah, I've been, like, Norwood's changed my life. I've had an unbelievable time. I, my family now resides in South Australia where that three years ago that was never happening, so been a really positive part of my life and yeah, I, I remain open to what may happen in the future but it doesn't drive me to do this job just to get back in. Jade, we wish you well. We can't wish you too much luck. We're looking forward to seeing oh. our boys give a good account of themselves but it should be a great game between two proud states tomorrow. All the best.
Good on yourselves, and thanks for having us and South Australians on your show. I appreciate it. Look forward to the game. That's Jade Rawlings joining us uh, here on Sports Breakfast. Uh, coach of the South Australian state, uh, state setup. He's the reigning premiership coach in the SANFL, having coached Norwood to success last year, but they're now 0 and 6. You know that this is the 98th game? Do you know the I do. breakdown? So yeah, it's 49 48. Yeah. South Australia's way. So we need the win to, to square the ledger back so at 49 apiece.